This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is Rachel Turner, and this week we are going to be discussing uh, one a new television program that I saw called The Chosen, and I want to talk about how we view Jesus. Uh, the second thing in our questions today, we're talking about a year six child trying to pick a new school and how do you guide them into uh, the next school choice. Uh, our wild card section is quite wild. Uh, there is a fascinating new way to grab community to help you parent for faith, and it's called Podcast Clubs. And we're going to be interviewing Sana, who has, well, I don't know if she's invented it, but it sounds new to me. So we're going to uh, in, in, uh, investigate with her what she is doing to help gather people around listening to podcasts and sharing it together. And as always, there will be a question to start an interesting conversation with your child. But first, an advert. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, do you drive in your car? Do you do lots of dishes? Do you wish you could read more books, but you can't because you're a parent and may have a job and have other stuff to do, but can listen to stuff? Well, then an audiobook is for you. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have recorded the Parenting Children for Life of Faith book, the omnibus version. That's the three books in one book into an audiobook, and it has been released. Yay! So if you wanted to read the Parenting Children for Life of Faith book. There's also Parenting Children for Life of Purpose and Parenting Children for Life of Confidence, all in that one omnibus. Uh, and that is now an audiobook. It's 10 hours and 45 minutes of me reading the book at you. So if you were like, I wish I could have Rachel's voice in my head more, now you can. Uh, it's available on Audible. And I think there's lots of different ways that you can access audiobooks like that. I think you get through Amazon and things, but if you uh, go to audible.co.uk, you'll be able to find it and you can access it any other way. But there you go. It is now available. Uh, yes, the other ones are coming, Comfort in the Darkness. I have recorded. It Takes a Church to Raise a Parent has also been recorded, but those are not released yet. But this first one is. But now, let us uh, continue. Anyways, do-do-do-do-do-do. Boop. There. That was the end of the advert section. Man, I could go professional on adverts. <laughs> uh, right. Today's uh, first section uh, was supposed to be something else. And then, and then my life was altered forever by a television program called The Chosen. Now, this is a... Uh, it's it's not television as it's on television, but it's like a project that um, these people you know, did, and they've made it available. So if you if you I'll tell you about it, and it's accessible. You basically download an app on your phone that then allows it to be projected onto your TV through Netflix or Roku or Amazon Prime. I think I'm not sure, but it just sort of connects. The tech is amazing, but check it out. Uh, and so it is a television program. It's a series. It's basically them trying to do the Jesus, Jesus's life story 
as a mini-series that goes across many, many different seasons rather than trying to cram it into one two-hour movie. And it has been amazing. I did, I will admit, I binge-watched it in eight hours straight. Uh, I was having, I'm having my gallbladder out eventually. And so I was in pain and I was up all night and I thought, what could I do? I'll binge-watch this thing. And it was so good. And the reason why I loved it was because, okay, I'm going to take a step back. Step back. I have historically disliked watching Christian movies, um, uh, primarily that have, you know, the story of Jesus, you know, so um, stories of Jesus's life or, um, you know, the ones that try to, to do it, Miracle Maker and all of those ones. My husband loves Miracle Maker. It's his favorite. I just historically have not been able to connect with movies or television shows that have Jesus as a character in it, because primarily I spend most of my time going, that's not the Jesus I know. Like, I don't think Jesus had that much nice of hair or Jesus is really personality less in this one, or he just sort of floats around like a very, a very peaceful zombie. And I don't think Jesus was like that. So I really struggle with the representations of Jesus. And most of the other movies, I'm not saying they're bad. You may absolutely love them. But for me, I really struggled with that. So I've never really been able to relax and enjoy it. And uh, The Chosen, this this one, is the first time that Jesus came on screen. And I was like, that's the Jesus I know. That's the Jesus I know. The Jesus smiles and he makes jokes and he like genuinely hangs out with kids and enjoys them. And uh, he he's the Jesus that I know in my personal life was being represented in this television program. And I, I absolutely loved it. And so I ended up in the morning telling my kid all about it. I was like, I was so excited that I watched it. And that's the Jesus I know, the Jesus who laughs. And, and I was telling my kid all about the Jesus that I know and how he was in this movie. And we, we ended up having this really interesting conversation about uh, Jesus in a television program and how I see Jesus and how he sees Jesus and, and how, how, what we like and what we don't like. And it was a really interesting reflection. And I, I just wanted to reflect on on my experience that movies and television programs and uh, to some extent art all everything that represents Jesus will always be an incomplete representation of who he is an incomplete uh, presentation of the fullness of Jesus and we all connect in different ways to different depictions of him and those are really great starting points to have a a creating windows conversation where you just say, I was, look, I just saw this image the other day, or I saw this picture, or I saw this movie, and it made me think, I really don't like that because I don't think that's how Jesus was, or I love that because that's exactly who I see Jesus to be. And these external representations create wonderful places to talk about the Jesus that we know, and to create windows into your life of who he is and those aspects of it. Like in my relationship with Jesus and in my chatting and catching with him, he is quite funny. He cracks jokes to me and he, he, um, (laughs) that's just how we communicate. And so therefore, when that aspect came out in the television program, I responded to it. And there will be things in your life that you respond to in other ones. And those are so valuable for your children to hear about. 
sometimes if you have intellectual kids who love, you know, the, the intellectual wrestling, you can do an analysis of what's biblical and not biblical and all of that stuff. Feel free to do that. But also remember to create windows into the relationship with Jesus that you have and the way you see him and how he is in your life and share those as well. Because um, creating windows into uh, how you engage with the very real God that is being depicted in other places is a really important link for children and young people to have. That these aren't just stories and pictures of someone who lived long ago and how we're guessing he he did, he was like, but actually they're, they're reflections of, a, of someone who is existing now and that we engage with now and that we can begin to uh, talk about the difference and the similarities. It's a useful tool. So feel free as you're watching all those things, have a conversation. It's a great leaping off point and uh, download the chosen app if you want to see how I see Jesus. <laughs> For our question section today, uh, we had a listener write in and ask us this question. Again, thank you so much for sending in your questions. It's really important uh, because I always want to be uh, answering your questions. So if you have a question, feel free to email us through the parentingforfaith.org contact us section or uh, whack something up on Facebook uh, because we'd love to hear it and answer your questions. And this question is, is about changing from primary school to secondary school, but uh, it sort of applies to any big decision that uh, children uh, need to make with your advice. Uh, This is the question. I have a year six child and we are looking at secondary schools for next year. I want her to go to a local faith school, but the secondary school her friends are thinking of attending is not a faith school. How can I convince her to go to the faith school? (laughs) And uh, yeah. Uh, choosing a secondary school is a massive deal, and I completely understand uh, the stress and worry, and particularly when you uh, feel strongly that there's one school that is is the, the place that you want her to go is a really significant thing uh, for your heart. And so I... Uh, as usual, you are the expert in your child and you know what's best for her. So I'm really going to just suggest some uh, approaches around it. Uh, that's things that you can pull from a grab bag of tools uh, to help you find your way forward with this. Um, the first thing, I guess I'm trying to think, I think I have four things. Uh, the first thing is, uh, why do you want her to go to the faith school? What are you hoping she will get out of it or what will it protect her from? Often we as parents can't quite articulate why we want something. Uh, So it doesn't really sound convincing when we tell it to our kids. (laughs) So because they're very logical and if they belong to us, then they, you know, are trained into our ways of thinking. So. Uh, as particularly as they get older, they want they want justification for our opinions, and sometimes uh, we, it's hard to articulate. So if you um, put in some time thinking, really about articulating why you think the faith school is important, then you can say to her, "I'd really like you to explore this faith school because it's really important to me that you have fill in the blank, fill in the blank." And fill in fill in the blank in your life. And I think that this faith school might help with that really well. And if you go to a different school that's not a faith school, I'm not sure how you'll be getting fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. Uh, 
if you're looking at that other school, then we'll need to problem solve how fill in the blank, fill in the blank uh, will be able to be in your life too. And so once you can articulate it, then you can have a conversation about how this faith school fulfills those really important things that you think are essential for your child and how a different choice would mean that um, you two would together would have to look at how those really important things are integrated into their life because the school won't be providing it. Uh, And so then you have an interesting conversation to have at that point. But if you can't articulate those things, uh, then it becomes about a power dynamics uh, between you and your child rather than about the the reason of what's on your heart and why you want your child to have those things. Uh, the second thing I would suggest is that you recognize the importance of her friendships. Change is massive and I've worked with children for a very long time and this move to secondary school uh, represents a, a huge change for them and friends are really, really important. Uh, depending on how your child's journey has gone, it could be that uh, your child doesn't make friends easily or that they have a few friends that are very deep friendships. And so their main level of support and joy and companionship and being and feeling known is all wrapped up in these people. Uh, And so while friendships do change and you can never guarantee that the kids that are her friends now will be her friends in the future, um, I completely understand why you don't want her to make decisions based on that. But it is a definite plus to have friends already when you go to a new school. And your child needs to hear that you value her friendships and that you recognize that it is really important, but that it can't be the main reason for choosing. But you can definitely add it to the plus side of the decision columns. You know, if you're looking at a good reason for this school is this and that, you know, having friends already going there is a significant plus. Definitely put it on there. And I think that will help your child feel understood. And it's really important uh, that if you're deciding things together and trying to influence how she views things, that making her feel understood is significant. Uh, The third thing is to help your daughter explore what are her school criteria uh, for you both, really. Um, For you, as we already talked about, you know, you being able to articulate why these certain aspects of the faith school are important to you. Um, What is important to her in a school? What are her things that she thinks, these are my top five things that I think I need in a school to flourish or that I want in a school? And she can articulate that and you can add yours to that and you can make this master list of what we want in a school and what we're going to be judging these schools on. And then you can hold up all these schools to them so that you together can sort of discern what is right um, based on your family's desire for her school. Uh, And the fourth thing I would suggest is to model how a decision is made with God, because God is an important part of this decision-making process. And um, as people who walk with God, this is an important skill for her to learn. This is a you know maybe one of the first times that that really a a life deciding fork in the road decision uh, is being made where she is participating in it, and it's a great opportunity to model how to do that because it's not just saying I think I'll go where my friends are going. When you're facing a big decision, there's a lot of things to be faced, and God's guidance is in the middle of that, and so you can uh, weave into this whole discussion 
about how God guides us. You can ask God for his guidance at nighttime, and you can look for his communication in the day and at night. Do some chatting and catching. And if that's new to your child, uh, you can have a look on the Parenting for Faith dot org website and there's uh, loads of information on chatting and catching which is how to share your heart with god and perceive his communications back and you can explore together you know talk about what god is communicating to each of you talk about how you made decisions in your life and how god guides us in general you can talk about how we feel sure how when we feel sure that god is guiding us you know it can make us feel peaceful and so god is a really important part of figuring this out. Uh, when you go visit schools, you know, pray before you go in together and chat afterwards about how you felt about everything and how it fit the criteria and importantly, what you felt God was nudging you towards when you were in there. So at the end of all of this exploration, as you share your reasons and she shares hers and you value her friendships and you understand their importance to her and God guides you both, by the time you decide which school is right, you will both know why and what God is going to do, um, faith school or not. Uh, so those would be my suggestions on how to how to begin that journey, how to start that journey. Because you may be absolutely 100% right that the faith school is right, but by guiding her on the journey of making, of seeing that uh, uh, for herself, then um, she will feel empowered and learn something from that journey rather than it just being a, a submission journey of saying yes to you because you're the parent. So uh, I hope that helps. And uh, and once you decide, get in touch because I'd love to hear how your journey went and, uh, and what happened and how you ended up uh, where you ended up. So for the wild card section, back in December, a listener called Santa got in touch with us about how she in the past has felt isolated as a parent and has used this podcast and others to form a community of friends who can support, grow and learn together all without needing babysitters. And we thought her creativity, wisdom and experience were fab. And so Anna sat down with her to ask her about it. So I'm here with Sana, who wrote in, she got in contact via our website to tell us about a podcast club. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on, Sana. Could you tell us a little bit about you and why you started a podcast club? Yeah, um, I am a mum of two. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And um, when I was, oh, I, was, I think I was pregnant with my second child, um, I was invited to join a podcast club um, by a friend in the USA. Um, she, she was, she was starting one with a, uh, several other mutual friends and people I wasn't, I, w I hadn't met at that point. Um, mm -hmm. so that was, yeah, nearly two years ago. And, um, we met weekly online because obviously, well, I'm, it's not maybe obvious to your listeners, but I am in the UK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't something that we could physically meet, but we met, um, online on an app called Marco Polo. Um, we would meet for one hour a week. So we'd all listen to a podcast that the leader would um, send out in advance. We'd listen to that during the week. It's essentially a book club, but with podcasts instead of books, um, yeah. which is so much more achievable <laughs> for a busy <laughs> mum. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so yeah, that, it was just amazing. I really found it a, a really rich um, uh, source of community and um, just a way to think through some parts of life uh, more um more deeply it was really yeah. great um and then uh, that had been running oh gosh yeah it, well about a year and a half um and 
or maybe a year. And then um, a friend of mine uh, had a friend of mine in the UK then had her second child and, and I was just feeling quite isolated and struggling after the birth and I she lived too far away from me to be able to actually physically support her and be her community but I was just I was like oh well at least I can try and be your community through this so I just said oh should we should we start another podcast club um yeah so we I just contacted a few other friends who had children of similar ages and we just started another one. <laughs> I've got my US one, which graciously uh, accommodates my accommodates the time difference for me. Um, and then the UK one. And the UK one, we meet fortnightly instead of weekly. But they are both so precious to me. I prioritise them over virtually any other um, social engagement because they're just, oh, they're, they're an amazing um, part of, I guess, part of my self-care. Like, part of yeah. what I need to help me feel like I'm coping well with life and like actually doing things intentionally yeah Yeah. (laughs) amazing and we're such fans of that because it is so hard when you're particularly if you're at home with small children or working and juggling that as well to have time to think about these things and chat to other people it's not like you can just go out as you say often the distance is a problem or the babysitting or you're just shattered Um, and this sounds like such a creative solution so how does it actually run? Can you tell us a bit more how, how you set it up and make it happen? Yeah, so, well, we have a WhatsApp group. Um, that, yep. So that's where I uh, send the link to the podcast. I think a, a lot of podcast clubs meet in person, which is amazing. If that's an option, then wonderful. Um, yeah. But I want both meet online because they're all sort of distance ones. Um, so sure. we use a, an app called Marco Polo. But I, I think I know other other online ones use an app called Zoom, um, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, with Marco Polo, we just, because you can only, one person can talk at a time, we just go alphabetically, um, responding to different questions and sharing thoughts. Um, as I say, it lasts about an hour. We have a bit mm-hmm. of time to just catch up at the beginning and then go into set questions. Um, normally, some some of the podcast episodes we listen to already have questions, like, because they know about podcast clubs. Others yeah. don't. So then the person who's picked the podcast will um, create their own questions. Um, and, you know, it's just, yeah, it's really, it's really great. And, and it doesn't always run. It's not like a rigid thing. Sometimes we change the day and sometimes we just abandon a week. We Both of them stopped over Christmas because Christmas is so mental. Um, of course. <laughs> but, yeah, it's really great. And we have, we, you know, we try to respect each other's time and definitely respect each other's confidentiality and... Yeah, it's it's great. There are some group guidelines online for people who are interested in running podcast clubs because, um, you know, we just want to make sure that people are being respected and loved well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I can say different podcasts that we listen to. Am I allowed to cite them? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Go ahead. So the one that um, I think probably the podcast club for mums was the, the brainchild of this one um, podcast called uh, Don't Mum Alone by Heather McFadden. Um, mm-hmm. well, she's amazing. We listen to hers a lot. And then we also listen to At Home with Sally by Sally Clarkson, which is a really good one. Um, we yeah. also listen to Parenting for Faith. I don't know if you've heard about that one. It's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> we really like that one. Also, it's nice and short. <laughs> um, Always a perk. Always a bonus. <laughs> and we, uh, there's another one called the, Fier- the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Um, and occasionally focus on the family podcast. I mean, there are thousands, aren't there, that I'm sure would be amazing, but those are the ones we use. Yeah. good. 
So you, as the leader, you choose what people are going to listen to and send out the link, presumably, and then come up with questions as well to chat about. Is yeah. that right? So that's that's true for the UK one. Um, the yeah. US one is led by um, my friend who lives in Missouri, and she she kind of um, she comes up with most of them. We recently started taking in turns to pick one, which has been because it's brought a real breadth that. It just it's added to the richness i think um the 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 leader is an incredibly wise wonderful woman who i just respect so much um and everything she has to offer is amazing but just having all these di- totally different um resources coming from all the different people has just been wonderful as well it's really great so then everybody has to write their own questions for their own podcast episode that they've picked gotcha so i mean what i'm really picking up is just that it's very flexible depending on your circumstances and the people you're doing it with and what you're listening to you can really adapt it however you want absolutely I've actually huh, tried I'm, I'm in the process of starting up my third <laughs> because I just <laughs> wow. think it's so wonderful um with a friend who lives in Tanzania um and she doesn't have children and she's not married so I'm gonna have to be a little bit more creative in which podcasts I choose because at the moment they're all pretty much mum focused ones and all all Christian ones um at the moment that we're using yeah and so if someone is listening to this and thinking, that sounds great, that sounds like something I'd like to do, but I'm maybe not very tech savvy or <laughs> might not know who to ask how to do it, um, what would be your kind of your advice or your top tips for them? Um, I would really recommend just going onto the Don't Mum Alone website. Like, I don't want to reinvent the wheel and produce new resources. They, she's done an amazing job at writing out group guidelines and um, yeah. like a leader's guide. Um, so she, she's an amazing person to, to have like formulated that all really well. Um, but in terms of the technology, downloading Marco Polo, it was designed by families to use like across distances. So that works really well. Um, but if you're having them in your home, I mean, it's, it's no different to just getting together with friends, just trying not to be too precious about your home looking perfect and also not being too fearful that you're not equipped to lead the group because I think everybody has wisdom to share and you don't need to, you know, God's going to equip you if, if you're, if he's calling you to lead a group like this. Yeah, amazing. Sana, thank you so much for getting in touch. Uh, We just love it when people are creative and when they let us know so that other people can benefit and try it out too. Because of this whole new wisdom that we've uh, learned, we have decided at Parenting for Faith to start adding some questions to the notes of each podcast episode to help you start discussions with others if you wanted to do a podcast club. So look out for questions for each podcast episode to jump in to small group discussions with if that's something that you wanted to do. And a question to start an interesting conversation with your kid is this. What is your favorite or least favorite movie or picture of Jesus and why? Have a good conversation. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you. Music